Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. The 2016 film Hidden Figures highlights black female mathematicians who battled racial and gender discrimination to help NASA launch its Apollo missions to the moon. This summer, an Atlanta native, single mom, and Georgia State doctoral student will follow in their footsteps. India Jackson was accepted to NASA's prestigious internship program. She had only one problem money. The stipend offered would not cover travel and living expenses for her and for her daughter. That's when strangers from around the world stepped in, raising more than $8,000 to help fulfill India Jackson's dreams. And she joined me in the studio shortly before she and her daughter boarded that plane to Houston. India, congratulations. Thank you so much. What a story. And I think people have to hear it. When did you know you actually had the internship? You know, um, I found out in April and maybe like a week later, we got the package and in big, bold letters that said, you are responsible for your own travel and housing. And mm. I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, is that the point where you say, Houston, we have a problem? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's the perfect way of putting it. So how did you start raising money for it? Well, uh, actually, I didn't. My cousin did. Like you mentioned, I am a single mother. So uh, I said, I I really don't see how it's possible for me to pay rent here in Atlanta because I still have to have my place here. And for me to pay um, for housing in Houston, to pay for travel, to get back and forth from Houston and to have a car because I have a child. So you can multiply that by two. Mm -hmm. So I was just ranting to my cousin about it. A few hours later, she said, I started this GoFundMe campaign for you. And I was like, do you think people really going to, you know, help me with this? They don't know me. And she said, your story is inspiring. And I think that people will, you know, if you put it out there, I think that people will help you. And hundreds of them did. Yes, very quickly. I mean, but that doesn't happen to everybody. And these are people who helped you afford a summer at the Lyndon B. Johnson Space (laughs) Center in Houston in 24 hours. Yes, the money came in. Why do you think your story appealed to so many people? Um, I still ask myself that. I think that it was a combination of, of the way that my cousin worded the story. I also believe that it's because a lot of people aspire to work work for NASA or go to NASA or people just love science fiction. And uh, I think that I connected with uh, not just single mothers, but with parents in general and how hard it is to uproot and to move your children. And even something as simple as paying for summer camp can be a burden. Yeah. So uh, I think that it was many aspects of the story that touched people in different ways. What kind of comments did people leave? There was this one comment that stuck out to me. It was a simple sentence. It said, this is important. And he gave me a thousand dollars. Oh my goodness. That kind of breaks my heart. (laughs) But there were also um, people who donated a dollar, five dollars, which is just as as significant because it's telling me that you're giving me your last. And it was very touching. But does that feel like there's pressure? Do you feel like you're being... (laughs) Of course. To do what? I'm a very honest person. So uh, it was very overwhelming. It was very exciting. It was very emotional. I'm very grateful. And it's also a pedestal. I have to deliver results, you know, right. <laughs> um, which I plan on doing anyway. And, you know, apparently NASA believes that I can do so as well. That's why they gave me the And internship. you even went over the $8,000. I did. I told my cousin to cut it off. Why? People work hard for their money. I got what I needed in order to 
to be comfortable. This is not a cash grab. You know, um, I chose to be a scientist to make history, not to make money. <laughs> you know, so I said, cut it off. And people, oh, my goodness, have been begging me from all over the world. Please cut it back on. <laughs> you, you never know what may happen while you're out there. And I'm like, look. She put it in there that I will be getting a stipend, so I won't be completely flat broke. But you are still taking a pay cut, right? You were teaching full time in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So what made you decide now is the time to pursue this other passion? Well, GSU um, started a new interdisciplinary field called solar informatics or astroinformatics. And that's basically where we take mathematical statistics. We use big data, computer programming in order to try and successfully predict solar flares and radiation belts. And um, I wanted to do research with them. So I reached out with them and I said, hey, are, you, are y'all looking for a statistician? And they was like, yeah, we actually need one. And so they said... Solar flare person. <laughs> yeah. You, you're, mean, you're talking to like, you need to explain this in like eighth to 11th grade math terms for me or science terms. Oh, um, they're just big bursts from the sun. Let's just leave it at that. They're just huge <laughs> bursts from the sun um, without going into great detail. And they can um, they can cause some serious damage to our technology. Um, have you ever heard of the Carrington event? Yes, I have. Right. So, um, you know, that caused, um, you know, we had telegraphs back mm -hmm. then and it caused some issues with the telegraphs. This was a back huge then. solar flare. And they right. say that this kind of thing could happen and damage all of our power infrastructure. And that U.S. Kind of power grids, yeah. the um, our satellites, planes that are really high, um, it could cause some serious damage. So um, that's the research that we were doing at GSU. Um, not necessarily what I will be doing at NASA. It'll be a, it'll be predicting solar flares before a different purpose. But my dissertation will be more than likely, I haven't narrowed in on it, but more than likely my dissertation will be on trying to protect our technology. And astronauts, I guess, too, right? For people who are on the space station? Well, that's what I'll be doing with NASA. Mm -hmm. So um, I will be studying solar energetic particles in order to try and um, protect our astronauts at the ISS station and uh, pr uh, preparation for the ones who are getting ready to go to Mars in a few years. My guest is India Jackson. She is going to be at NASA's prestigious internship program this summer in Houston. And how's she getting there? Well, with the help of the kindness of strangers. Many, many strangers contributed to make sure she and her daughter had travel and living expenses. Okay, so a little bit of background here. Your daughter, she's 11, right? She just turned 12, oh, she, 12. a couple of days ago. Well, happy birthday to <laughs> Jewel. Um, so what is she going to do? She's going to go to summer camp to uh -huh. the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I was a member of the Boys and Girls Club from six years old to 16. I even won their presidential scholarship when I graduated. So Jewel will be going to the Boys and Girls Club. Okay, so you won a presidential scholarship then. Have you just always been the brilliant kid <laughs> in school? Well, uh, I would say gifted. I have always been gifted. If you were to have a conversation with my parents, you know, they said that I scared them a little bit. You know, having full adult conversations at, uh, I think she said one and a half. My goodness. I was having conversations like this. But um, when it came to school, I always did good. Uh, but I, I, um, I always focused on other things rather than grades all the time. You know, I didn't graduate valedictorian mm -hmm. or salutatorian. Uh, even with my undergrad, um, I think my final GPA was like a 3.33 with my master's it was a 3.6 so um I've always been very gifted and you know I always make sure to let people know that uh and education and intellect aren't necessarily um related 
You know, uh, you can be very intellectual and not have um, that much education to back it up. Well, and you teach, right? I uh, do. Now we have more and more STEM programs and camps becoming more available to girls and children of color. Just this month, Georgia State University announced researchers received $3 million to prepare STEM teachers for Atlanta schools. Mm-hmm. So you're from here, graduated from MLK High School. Mm-hmm. What kinds of opportunities were you offered and would you are you seeing offered to kids? One of the biggest influences with me becoming a scientist is um, in the eighth grade, um, my class had the opportunity to apply for a very special program called the Fernbank Scientific Tools and Techniques Program. My best friend and I were... I believe it was maybe 10. All of us applied in the eighth grade and 10 of us actually got it. We won this opportunity. It changed both of our lives. I actually had a conversation with her a couple of days ago and I asked, I said, do you think that our exposure to that program is what led us to be scientists? And she said, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I agree with her. That program um, gave young black children the opportunity to see and hear and um, participate in sciences that we would that we've never heard of, like ornithology, botany. Uh, physics and um, astronomy. You know, they have that planetarium. Once I walked into that planetarium, I knew that I wanted to be a scientist. I'm thinking nerd, not mm-hmm. always embraced as a term. And uh, black nerds or blurds, yeah, maybe even blurs, less absolutely. so. But so how do you <laughs> inspire your daughter to become more interested in nerd culture? Because the, the pressure for coolness is always part of the balance, right? Well, the thing that I can say nowadays is um, being a nerd is trendy. It's revenge at the nerd's time. Right. Um, Being a true nerd is something that's quite different than being a trendy nerd. I am a true nerd when I, you know, look at movies like Interstellar or Star Wars or even um, watch shows like Game of Thrones. Uh, I try to find scientific basis (laughs) in it to see if it is at least scientifically sound, even though it's science fiction. Um, And being a trendy nerd is, you know, um, I wear the um, I wear a NASA shirt. I don't know what they stand for or which is perfectly fine. I'm fine with everybody embracing the nerd culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I allow my daughter to be herself. I don't pressure her to uh, like certain things or do certain things. But with that said, my parents are um, they introduced us to nerd culture at a very young age. How? Well, my mother has been at Emory University um, for 30 years, Um, and my uncle was a a comic book collector. He was one of the first people to go to, it was called the Atlanta Con. Now it's called Dragon Con. Uh Dragon Dragon Con. Con. Okay. He passed a while ago, maybe about 30 years ago, and my mother still has his first badge that you had to pin on. Um, So this is um, lifelong. We've we've always been into that culture so my parents absolutely um encouraged me to be myself be who I am and um you know being a nerd has always been cool to me being geeky has always been cool to me and if you are yourself people will respect it eventually some up front I never really had an issue when it came to bullying or things like that but um after a while people will accept it and as you can see they have (laughs) um and it's fun. It's fun to be open to like what you like and love what you love. And my daughter is obsessed with anime. She's not really much into the science fiction like I am, but she loves anime. And I support her with that. You also have a cool nerd tat 
I noticed. I do. <laughs> saw it in I the New York Times. Of, um, you got people. one right across your chest. What is that? Yes. What is? It's an equation, and yes. I can't even. It is a calculus two equation. It is called the definition of a definite integral. Why is that important to you? Why? Why? It's just my that. favorite one. You know, everybody thinks that it's something philosophical or something to it. No, it's just it's just it was my ode to mathematics. You know, um, I gave my life to math for a long time. Um, and I, you know, I would never leave math behind because, you know, physics and astronomy requires quite a bit of math knowledge. But um, I was done with math. I decided to get my Ph.D. in my passion, which is physics. So I said, this is my ode to math, you know. So I guess maybe it was kind of dramatic. <laughs> I still think that it is one of the most eloquent equations because it's just so beautiful. Well, I'm so happy for you. I wonder if you have any thoughts or words to extend to the people, who, all the strangers who helped you get here. Um, there really are no words. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm still very much overwhelmed by this. And that is the truth. Uh, sometimes I wake up like, wow, I am going to Houston um, free of charge. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't have to worry about anything. Um, to all of my donors, everything is paid for. I plan on um, uploading receipts soon. I paid for the entire 10 weeks for housing, uh, for the rental car, and I am forever grateful. Hopefully, I will make it to the International Space Station. That is my ultimate goal. You know, lose a little bit of weight. I think maybe about 35 pounds for my height. Um, I've looked into scuba diving lessons. I look, I've looked into pilot lessons. And uh, with my foot in the door at NASA, I think that my chances have increased from 0.0009% to 1%. <laughs> Spoken like a true statistician. <laughs> and uh, that is the ultimate goal. So we'll see if I can get there. Uh, I've talked to you for about 15 minutes and I can say I think it was a really good investment and all those people who contributed. Um, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Atlanta native India Jackson pursuing her doctorate in physics at GSU and getting a little closer to her dream by interning at the NASA International Space Center in Houston this summer.